Imagine if someone told you that they read a book and when you asked what the book was about, they cited a random sentence out of the book to attempt to create a narrative that completely contradicts the book itself. Unfortunately, this happens to be the case with the Bible today, whether it's YouTube content creators, street preachers, church pastors, or even government representatives. The same book that some have used to preach salvation in Christ is the same book that has been used to attack minority groups, the same book that has been used by abolitionists as a means of inspiring the pursuit of freeing slaves has also been used by slave owners to perpetuate the atrocity of owning people as property. This is exactly why biblical literacy matters. This is why honest interpretations matter, period. But I didn't just want to keep pointing my finger at a problem, but I wanted to team up with some trusted brethren to help invest in the solution. This is why I created Verse for Verse, a show where we can read a passage of scripture and go line for line to help use the Bible to interpret the Bible honestly. In today's episode, pastor, teacher, and if I might also add, trusted confidant, Corey Adams joins me as we read through the sixth chapter of John. So whether you're someone who's never read the Bible or someone who may just need some guidance as to how to interpret honestly, I hope that this series blesses you. And now we go verse for verse, only on the pushback. Welcome back to another episode of the pushback verse for verse, where, as the name suggests, uh, we will be reading through a passage in the Bible, uh, a book, or even just a particular portion, uh, verse for verse, so that you, uh, the listener, can help, uh, will actually us help you better understand the Bible, um, what it's communicating, who's it communicating to, how is it relevant for us today. Uh, today, I am honored uh, by having my first, I, you're my the very first Bible teacher I've ever had in my life, and yeah, and then and then now one of my one of my best friends, uh, none other than Pastor Corey Adams, uh, my bro. Uh, I, I I did want to let you know why I um, why I chose you for this. Got you, bro. And um, there's obviously no shortage of like teachers in the world. Uh, good and bad, but I felt I felt like you have a distinct gift because you're you know you're you're a great teacher, period. You know, full Appreciate stop. It. But I also felt that there's a certain energy and, and and enthusiasm that I think is very contagious. And I was actually talking to somebody about you a couple of days ago, how when you when you teach there's like you can really sense like how the word impacts you and like you're you're not just like regurgitating these verses or um you know this verbal copy and paste but it's like yo it's like this is what this verse says and this is what it means it's it's like you're you're conveying uh both the emotion and the impact and the zeal through your teaching and i think that that's extremely difficult uh -huh. for any teacher to do because um like you and i we talked about this in the past like there's an art to teaching right you know it's not just about having a ton of knowledge and then just passing it down to people you're you're trying to engage them there's there's you know everything from trying to uh keep their attention to making sure that they understand 
um, what you're sharing, but also if it means something to you, like if you read a particular passage that really just impacted you in such a profound way, mm-hmm. you almost want to be able to convey that to them. You want right. them to to feel that same like aha or thank you, God. Absolutely. And, and it almost sounds impossible, but I feel like God has blessed you to be able to do that. Appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, man. Like, I, I, so I, I had to. You, you was one of you was at the t- like, yeah. There was only a few that I thought about, so I, I had to reach out to you for that. <laughs> well, man, I, I I tell you like this, man. It's, it's a blessing, bro, to to definitely be on your black platform, man, and to uh, speak about the word with you, bro. You know what I mean? Like, we we, we read the Bible and all that together, uh, not in its totality, but we sure. we read through like certain books and teachings and, and things like that, bro, and. I know for one, for me, I can say for myself, man, every single time we got into the word, whether it be something that we've dug out, something that we read verse by verse, I've, I've always walked away edified, man. So oh, yeah. the honor is mine um, to, to be here with you, bro, and to share you know, like our, our, our where, where we are with the scriptures and how these scriptures have, have touched our lives, man, and what the scriptures still continue to do to our lives, man. You know what I mean? Uh, if the scripture's life in itself, bro, it's going to continue to affect us every single time we read it, man. So... Um, it's a purpose, bro. It's an honor, and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely glad to be here, man. Looking forward to it. Praise God, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. Yeah. So wh- when we spoke prior, uh, you chose for us to, um, to, to, to read through uh, John chapter 6, or at least a good portion of it. I want to ask you, what was your inspiration behind choosing John chapter 6? Man, John, um, I think John in itself... Man, John is actually a disciple who I'm. I'm, I'm really man. Just I, I actually love him, man. Um, never had the privilege to meet him, of course. You know what I mean. But uh, I think I think through his letter, man, you get to you get to have like this encounter with John. Like you 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 see John a, a bit different than other disciples. You know what I mean. Like you, you see them a bit different. He's a lo- he's a lot more tangible than others. You talking about the one who sat like like on on Jesus's like 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 bosom, man. You like he's the one who. Always talks about I'm the disciple who Jesus loved the most and things like that. He was like very, very close to Jesus, man. And I think like in his verses and the things that he wrote, they they can speak to every single audience, every single nationality, bro. Like it just it just can can resonate with every single person, man. So I was like, bro, like we got to go to John. And, and in terms of going to John chapter six, when Jesus talks about being the bread that comes down from heaven, um, it's one of my favorite passages, man. Jesus talks about so many things, and I, and I love when Jesus like um talks about like who he is so yeah. so we know that he has so many titles as being the door messiah way the truth and the life but when he talks about being the bread man he's like i'm your actual provision you know what i mean and yeah. I, it just really spoke to me man and i'm like yo i think this is something that we can break down something that they can it can yeah. resonate with everyone who's going to read it and who's going to view this thing um yeah. in some way shape or form i believe it's going to speak to like certain people man so yeah amen Amen. Well, well said. And, and, and I love that you you spoke about the author, because I do think, uh, especially to anybody new picking up the Bible, whether they're curious, whether they're in a spiritual journey of, you know, going through all the major religions and trying to see exactly what Christianity is all about. Uh, mm-hmm. Many of us recommend reading the Gospels. Right. Simply, simply because um, Jesus encapsulates the entire Bible, the entire message, and, you know, not to oversimplify the Bible because it's both beautiful in its simplicity, but also profound in its complexity. Absolutely. Like, 
the, the, the people that lived as, as, as you, uh, you know, pointed out, these were the closest people to him. And I, and I've always found from a historical standpoint, how incredible it is that, you know, whether we're learning about, um, you know, the author Homer, uh, who wrote the Odyssey or, you know, uh, Caesar Augustus or some of these other historical figures, mm-hmm. um, you know, thousands of years ago, most of the time, you know, their their biographies were written at least, you know, th- a thousand years after the fact. But, you know, right. Jean, you pointed out and I know you already know where I'm going with this. Come on, bro. I, I know, you know where you're going. I mean, yeah. And like what, 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 one of his first letters, you know, that who we we've seen, who we've touched, who our hands have handled. And, it, it, and it's such it's, it's such a uh, rare historical maybe moment. I don't know if that's, that's, I'm probably, it's probably not the best word to use, but like this, this, this person that lived with it. And it's, it's like anybody who wants to study your life, if, if for whatever reason they can't get anything that you've written out, the next best thing, you know, whether it's wifey, whether it's, you know, your closest peoples, your family, your confidants, these are trustworthy witnesses. So um, I, I love that you chose someone who uh, throughout the gospels, was someone that was always physically present because at, for anyone that uh, has read through the four gospels, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like one of the few that was actually present the entire, through every historical event. Bro, what, what, what you're saying right now is, is, is hitting home with me right now, man. Cause like who, who better to hear it from than someone who actually walked with him? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, like, like what, what, what John was, and what you were alluding to was that verse in first John, man, like the one we've touched, we've ate with, we've been with, John was saying like, yo, like I, I didn't just hear about Jesus. Like I was with him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I, I saw how he ate. I saw how he walked. I saw how he sat down. On, like John has one of the verses, bro. He's like, and Jesus sat over here and taught like this, which yeah. means like Jesus was sitting a certain particular way and how he was teaching. So John was yeah. like, I know this man. Like I, I know how he looks. I know how he talks. I know what he smells like. And John was like, I want to bring that forefront to you right now. Like th- this is our experience, bro. Like that we're seeing through John's lenses, bro, and he's about to give us a whole, like, like experience with Jesus, man. Sort of from one, all the way down to the last chapter, man. So this is this is honestly one of my favorite books, man. It's one of my favorite favorite chapters, and I, and I believe that, man. If if John isn't like one of your favorite books by like by the end of this conversation, I believe it's definitely going to be, man. Amen, amen. Yeah. I love it. I, I love it, bro. So, without further ado, man, let's let's go to John, chapter six. And we'll, we'll we'll go verse for verse, man. That, that's what this whole thing is about. And if at any point, bro, you want to stop me, uh, we could take turns. Uh, you could re- like you could read uh, two verses. I could read two verses. And you know, if there's anything that you want to point out, uh, please, bro. This is why I I invited you as a collaborator. You know what I'm saying? Amen. So feel like this, this, you feel free to just whatever, bro. I trust you. Gotcha, bro. You want to go first? Uh, yeah. Or, and, 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 and something that, you know, I spoke about in the first episode, uh, you know, the importance of praying before we read. Absolutely. Now, you know, mind you, um, you know, if you're not a Christian, that probably doesn't, you probably don't think that that applies. Uh, but the reason why us as believers, we, we read, um, you know, obviously to learn about God, to learn about his ways and his word. But the reason why we pray, uh, I mean, the, the, there's not one reason there's a, there's a plethora of different reasons but i know for me is wanting to be able to check my biases my prejudices at the door Amen. i want to i want to 
really know him. And, and, and I think it's a great way to check your motives into it because you could really get stuck in the routine of things where you just do something just to do it. Oh, 100%. And, you know, and, and also because we do believe that this is a super natural book, this is a, a God's word, we want to, uh, for a lack of a better term, like just just be on the same page, so to speak. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to, uh, you know, uh, for God to speak to us, essentially, yeah. and, and for our spiritual ears to be open, so to speak. Yes, sir. Um, so why don't you honor, uh, 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 just hit us with a little prayer, bro, and then I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll read the first two verses and we'll go uh, back and forth. That's an honor, bro. Um, Father, I want to want to bless you at this hour um, right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I want to thank you for this opportunity to, uh, to, to, to read your word and to expound upon scripture, Lord. Um, I thank you for this book, Father God. I thank you for the whole word of God uh, that you have given to us, that you have given to mankind, um, for us to have understanding and wisdom, Lord. And I pray that um, for, for anyone out there, Father God, who may, who may listen to this playback, um, that they will find something in here, Father God, that, that, will, that will minister to them, Lord. Um, open our ears up, Father God, let our eyes see um, what it is that you desire to speak to us today. And we pray always, Father God, in your will uh, and, and in your name that you will be glorified in the midst of everything we do. Father, we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, bro. Yes, sir. All right. So this is a famous story uh, that many probably heard about, whether or not you're Christian. But here here we go. This is John chapter 6. Jesus feeds the 5,000. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. (laughs) (laughs) Already, right? Already, bro. Talk talk to me, bro. I mean, it's it's off the back, man. You you just see, like, Jesus, first of all, was was, was the most popular person wherever he walked at, man. Um, No no doubt that God was with him. Um, He was healing people, raising people from the dead, doing all kinds of, like, miraculous things. But right now, right, the, the the verse that keys to me right now is a large crowd, a large crowd followed him because of the things that he did for them. And I I, I know what the verses are about to go because I read it before. And it's almost yeah. like setting up for something to, to, to come later on. But the thing that I, I want us to, to, to just see, man, is that what what Jesus was or and who he was was someone who, for lack of a better word, he separated. Mm-hmm. And and in certain ways, he, he wanted to see who was the real who was going to stand next to him, but also those who were latching on because of the things that he could, per se, do for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so what we're, what we're about to see right here is Jesus is going to make some some separation later on in this chapter um, from, from, the, from the real, from the fake, so to speak. Um, and we're really going to see who's really going to follow Jesus and why they're going to follow Jesus. And I, I think that's important to point out because all we know so far is that Jesus went away. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, it, uh, we, we recommend that people read things in order, but, you know, for the sake of teaching people how to read verse for verse, uh, you know, I wanted to give all the collaborators and the teachers that I, that I work with to uh, the freedom to be able to choose where we read. And so if you're curious and you want a little bit more background, please, by all means, uh, read John chapter one through five. Can't go wrong with that. But I, I so we know that he, he went away, so he was obviously somewhere and then chose to leave that particular place. He goes on the other side of the Sea of Galilee 
which the Bible says, which is the seat of Tiberius. So there's mm-hmm. a little bit of, uh, of, of historicity there, whether it, and I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know all the historical background to this, but <laughs> I, I, I think I think the, the 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 intended audience during that time would know what they're talking about. Right. You know, like, OK, yeah, I know which body of water this is. And to have a large crowd following him, you know, from one side of the sea all the way to the other, because they saw people being healed by his hands. They saw people being healed uh, by him. They Mm -hmm. you you instantly see like a desperation. You instantly see this uh, uh, this like commitment, like, yo, like we need this guy. We really need him. And, And I think the motive for following him is something that you know, you just pointed out, which is extremely important, because if if you have sick people or if you're sick yourself, there's nothing inherently wrong about seeking, you know, a source that could possibly heal you. But clearly, you know, but but, but clearly Jesus uh, is going to uh, essentially check people's motives because, you know, he's not looking to build a platform. He was looking to build a kingdom. Come on, bro. Yeah. So, yeah, let's let's keep let's keep it going, bro. Keep it going. I can uh, I can do three and four, bro. Uh, so so Jesus went up to the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand, and lifting up his eyes, then and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, "Where are we going to buy bread so that these people can eat?" He said, look at this. He said this to test him for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered. Stop stop right there. Go ahead, bro. No, I was just going to say that's interesting because it's like, you know, whether you have like this sort of mentor figure, uh, whether you're watching a movie or something, man, most of the time when they ask questions, it's typically answers that uh, they already know the answers to, but they try to test you out. Mm-hmm. trying to see uh, what's going on with you and going from the where we just were all right people are following him um but he sat down at some point with his disciples and it lets us know and i and i love this about the bible that it's not this empty narrative where it's like once upon a time in a land far away you know <laughs> it's telling you like hey here's this geographically verifiable location Mm-hmm. in Israel. Details, you know, man. Yeah, and it's tell and even like the even going down to like the time of year. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews was at hand. Yeah. And and using uh the Hebrew calendar and and comparing it to like our calendar, we can we can like pinpoint to like okay, around what time of year was this? And I think that stuff like that that maybe for some people reading that today that doesn't sound like such an important detail. Mm-hmm. But I but I but I know that for one, and I, th- I think there's levels to this. One, historians love seeing that. Bro. Historians love those details because we can mm-hmm. verify things. They they can they can start painting a background picture about that. And yep. and two, I think it's important that when Jesus would do the things that he would do, he was very calculative about not just what he did, but when he did it. Absolutely. And you know, so the fact that the, the the Passover was coming, and you know, for those that may not know, um, 
Come on, man. When, when was Jesus uh, crucified, Corey? On, on the Feast of Passover. On the Feast of the Passover. And for those that are not familiar, okay, cool. Y'all keep saying the word Passover. What What is that? All right. Like, yeah. Gotcha. So, 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 so the feast of a pa- of the Passover was this, um, and in Exodus, right? Moses is is commanded by God to do something, and what what these what these feasts were is they were they were like um like dress rehearsals, they were they were like feasts and festivals that God, um, in, in the book of Leviticus, he he told the total Levites to to do these 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 feasts unto him. And these would be reminders of, of like prophetic timelines that were going to happen like later on, like through the years. And so Passover was actually the the, the first feast and it symbolizes the the, 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 the the lamb being slaughtered. And we know that Jesus is called the lamb of God. So if you read in John further on down, down certain scriptures, you'll see. And it says, and, and when, the, when the feast of Passover was nearing, Jesus was going up the hill and he, so he was, he was about to get crucified. And he actually was crucified and he, he was crucified on, on the feast of Passover. So this, this has significant meaning to it, uh, to it. The feast of Passover actually happened. Um, this, this is a spring feast, I believe. So going back to what you were saying about the evidence and the details matter, this, yeah. these, these festivals were during the springtime. Some are during the fall, some are during the springtime, but this one in particular was definitely during the springtime. Um, and th- 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 that's the relevance of this feast in itself. Yeah. Yeah. And even and even the original Passover, you know, this this was not some arbitrary holiday that that took place, you know, for <laughs> for the Jews, especially around Jesus's time. Yeah. Um, no matter how far removed, whether it's like, you know, through centuries, here's this. And I think every everyone has has either in one, some form of iteration heard about the whole story of, you know, all the plagues being brought upon Egypt. Right. And then Jesus, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, God, like judging the people of Israel for the enslavement of the Jews and this refusal mm-hmm. to uh, allow them to leave, to be able to go and worship him. And right. for like it builds up until finally God is like, you know what, um, I, I'm going to judge the people of, of, of Egypt in such a harsh way. I'm going to take every, everybody's firstborn, including the cattle, the animals of this mm-hmm. particular region. And here's how you can protect yourselves. Right. I want you guys to, 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 to kill a lamb in a very specific way. And you're going to put that blood of the lamb on your doorposts. And when was it the angel of death? Yeah you know, comes to your door, he's going to pass over. Mm. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's go back go a little ahead, bit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Said, yeah, bro. So, so it, it couldn't be any, any kind of lamb, bro. Keep going, keep going. So you, so you said a certain kind of lamb, right? Yeah, so yeah. God himself, right? That's what God said. Right. Has to be a lamb without spot or blemish. Once yeah, again, and, that, and that's, and, and, and that's very symbolic. Yeah, Come on. because you know, obviously, like if you're a breeder of any kind, um, typically uh, animals with blemishes or spots, they're, they're, it's usually indicative of an underlying condition, you know. On, yeah. And so, so many times when you're when you're breeding or whatever, the ones that are you know from a from a breeding standpoint, the purest, those are one they're going to live longer, but they also yeah. are very representative of of innocence you know the blemish and the spots all that god wasn't against deformities or anything like that but or 
you know, differences in, in, in the skin. It was more, th these were supposed to be representative of, of, of sin and almost act as a proxy to where it's like, instead of me judging you, Jay, me and judging you, Corey, you're going to take this innocent lamb who didn't do anything and he's going to die by proxy. So instead of my wrath falling upon you, and in this case, the people of Egypt, it's going to fall. It's going to fall on this land that that blood is going to protect you guys because judgment was already done by the lamb. You right. know, so that I, I don't I'm not touching y'all. Right. And and for, for those that have heard, like you said, like you alluded to earlier, Jesus being the lamb of God. Mm -hmm. That that's where that title comes from. He's our Passover lamb. So those that trust him as Messiah, that 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 know him as God and, and call him Lord, he's our savior. And that's yeah. why he has this profound uh, title of, you know, the Passover lamb of God. He, instead of it being this sacrifice that we provide, it's actually God's provision. It's God saying, hey, you there's nothing y'all could bribe me with. Come on, bro. There's Keep going. There's no payment you could do. I'm going to provide a way uh, for you guys to be redeemed for for death to pass over you, so that you can like escape the wrath to come, which is bro, why we sing. Amen, amen. And uh, as as you're saying, bro, I, I, I can see where where, where the study's going to go, man. It's going to take us a while <laughs> in, in, a, in a good way, in a good way. And, and this is exactly what what you want for your platform, bro. We're, we're, we're going to break this thing down because as you're speaking to me, bro, what's coming to my heart right now, man, is, is when you said like 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 the, the spots would show and, and uh, certain like defects and things like that representing sin. Um, Jesus had no sin. So you, yeah. you, you see the innocence that Jesus had as he was called the Lamb of God without spot or blemish. So yes. th this, this is the sense. And th this is what happened is Jesus, the innocent lamb was crucified and killed for those who were guilty right so so the the, yeah. the 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 guilty was let go free not free but it was, was let go because of what the the, the lamb of god did and 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 okay. so it's, it's it's the most beautiful story ever man um and honestly man to this day bro um to this day and like it's, it's, <laughs> it, still, it still resonates with me man um and and this this yeah. is why we read bro this this is why we fellowship this is why we pray yeah. um and this is why we speak about the word, you know, saying like the way we do with passion, man. Because it's like, it's, it's it's the word of God, bro, and it's, it's the gospel message that hit us, man. Even to this day, bro, like it's it's still real, it's still tangible to me. I like when when I when I read this stuff, it takes me back to when I first got saved, and I was like, dude, like, who am I? You know, what I'm saying like I'm I'm this I'm this dude who who did mess up so many times, and God, you no know saying is, is providing for me, and, and God wants to do this out of His goodness for me. And it, it has nothing to do with my merit or, or like who I am, what I can yeah. offer to God because I can't offer nothing, but it's out of his, his own goodness, man. So, bro, it, it takes me back, man. It just reminds me of salvation, man. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm just super grateful to the Lord, man, just that, that, that I'm saved, man, and that I belong to him. Amen. Bro. Amen. And, yeah. and I think it's extremely important because that bit of historical context that comes from the Old Testament. So this is why, you know, us Christians, we... We don't dismiss the Old Testament. It's an extremely important piece of the Word of God, you know. And 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 for us, this this whole story of of the Passover is one of many stories that seem to foreshadow this salvation that God promised unto His people. Yeah, it goes as far as to promise to the world. 
that he would provide. And I, and I remember, you know, uh, being young and hearing about Christianity, hearing about God, hearing about Jesus, hearing about Jesus dying for me. And I, it was one of those things that for me, it didn't click because I didn't understand why, like it, it, it was almost confusing because it's like, I would hear this story of like, all right, here's this very generous man, at least from what I could understand, <laughs> yeah. you know, who, Hey, he had me in mind somehow, even though we'd never met, you know, he lived mm-hmm. thousands of years before me, but I ain't no dude, but he, he was, yeah. Like he, he died for me. I'm like, yo, that's such a, it sounds like such a nice thing, but one, I ain't asked him to do that. Two, what for? Three, so does this mean that anybody can just die for whoever? And because of that, now you're indebted. Now you got to serve this person. But I think what makes this so profound is like, one, you know, th- th- this wasn't that. It wasn't that. It wasn't this random person choosing to die for people. And, and, and we... And we like appreciate and we'll like say, you know, whether it's like a, a, a military troop who dies for their country, whether it's a, a person dying for a cause, a, a good one, mm-hmm. you know, like these these are things that we hold to high esteem. But what makes this so different is who Jesus claimed to be and what he was claiming to do. And more than anything, because I feel like the cross is the proof that he did love us, you know, Roman. Romans 5, 8. Uh, so we know this, that that God so demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ, Christ died, died for the ungodly. Yeah. You know, like we deserved at the least, the hero died for the villain. But what was proof that he was telling the truth about him being God is the resurrection. Come on, bro. You know? and, and I don't want to get too far ahead. I, I want us to stay where we are, but I think it's extremely important to the, our listeners especially to those who may not have gotten exposure or have have really had the gospel explained to them mm-hmm. that the reason why we do this is it's it's not this naive following towards someone who did something nice for us it was it was just the opposite it's it's yeah. something that we were told it's it's someone bailing you out of the scariest jail in all the universe it's it's it, and and who that somebody is and why they did it yeah. was all entrenched with love and this yep. redemptive intention, you know? So I'm, I'm really, I'm glad that we paused here. We could talk about this because everything centers back to the gospel. You know, that, that's, that's what it's all about. And I actually want to invite you to bro to just keep cooking, bro. Keep reading. I, I, I think that, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's keep cooking. <laughs>